and was only suitable for people aged 18 or over will almost certainly have an adult theme and might well contain sex or violence which are quite graphic. It may also contain explicit language, including sexual swear words. Thanks for listening. Uh, but here's what his revelation comes to him. He's kind of got all this stuff, like, uh, touching, wiping, mourning of the animals. Not wiping, whipping. whipping. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, not touch, also not touching. I am, I am dyslexic. I, I hope I'm not having like, a stroke. Do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! And an atheist almost always becomes supporters of eugenics and abortion. A swine is hungry for nuts. Jesus hates him too. Satan is real. Being a Satanist is an open declaration of revolt against counterproductive received wisdom and mindless rogue tradition. Decapitate her head off. We're done. Done. We're done. Obama! Welcome to the Godless Revolution. I'm Dan. Matt. And I'm Ryan. And we are joined in studio tonight by the wonderful Mark Lawrence from Restore Our Humanity, who will be talking to us about some pretty heavy subjects. Uh, a lot of the latest initiatives being undertaken by Restore Our Humanity and the great work that they're doing to help improve the lives of others. Wanted to cover a little bit of news first. Uh, Politics-wise, Marco Rubio said goodbye. Is that, but Kasich is still in? Kasich is still in, and apparently Glenn Beck thinks he's going to ruin the Republic because he's still in the primary well, race. Probably because he wants Trump to get it. Well, he wants Ted Cruz. Yeah, to he get likes it. Cruz. Oh, yeah. Does he? Yeah. yeah, he wants he wants Kasich okay. to drop out, and then for Kasich and Rubio to both endorse Cruz over Trump. Yeah, yeah he wants a theocracy. No the establishment doubt. does not like Cruz, though. No, no, nobody they, likes they hate, Cruz. They hate both of them. They yeah. hate Trump and Cruz. Yeah. Uh, so Rubio is out. Kasich is still in. For whatever reason, I mean, I he he won Ohio, yay, and one other state. His home He's state. got two states. Yeah, which means those those were delegates that the Trumpster and the Cruiser won't didn't get. get, but the dumpster, yeah, the dumpster dump, fire dumpster. and the the melted wax guy, cruise missile. What other news stuff has happened real recently? Obama put forward his nominee, right, right. Yes. And uh, Boehner came forward and said, we will not hold court on it, pretty much. Boehner or McConnell? McConnell. McConnell. I'm, I'm getting him fucked up again. McConnell came forward and said they will not hold- Yeah, they're not even- They will gonna, not even consider it. They won't even consider They said that before, but I, I thought it was really interesting and also strategic that uh, it was um, Merrick Garland that Obama yeah, put forward because- Someone because who they backed in the past. He's someone who they- who, who's pretty moderate, really. Yeah. And it's not, a, he's not as, he's not a super left liberal. I mean, Obama isn't even a super left liberal, but he's, he's not as liberal as the Republicans were expecting. Yeah. And so now Obama's put them in a pretty tough spot that if they're going to reject it, then it's like, who the fuck are they going to accept? Yeah. Unless it's Ted Cruz, you put on the Supreme Court. It's like, basically, they're going to say no to, to any of, I want to pick it. Well, it's the president's trip. Yeah, but I want to pick it. <laughs> but it's, yeah, but it's the right of the president as outlined in yeah. the cause. Yeah, but I want to pick it. <laughs> I want to push the budget. Yeah, too bad. I, it doesn't, you know. I, I, I still think it'd be funny that if Hillary or Bernie get in, which it's slowly looking more like Hillary. Yeah, There's still time left. We don't know. Which, by the way, can I just say a little something about the Bernie or bust people? Yeah, fucking fuck grow you. the fuck up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ! If Bernie doesn't get the nominee, you goddamn go out there and vote for Hillary. Right. Are you kidding me? This is a matter of common sense damage control at this point. Yeah. Have you seen the other side? <laughs> <laughs> go fucking vote for Hillary. And I the mean, type of yes, we no, we don't all agree with her, but at least it's another four years of what we've had for the last eight. 
Yeah. It's basically that. But don't let them win the fucking White yeah. House. She's if, not going to set the country so on fire. Ridiculous. If, if you're going to vote Republican, vote Hillary. <laughs> right. Yeah. In, instead of saying I'm out of this and let Trump have a vote. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, apparently there was a, a small group of Republicans that are off uh, interviewing Merrick. They're yeah. breaking away from the party. Well, uh, I, I'm sure. Th- I'm sure there are a lot. A lot of yeah. people that are in favor of the of that nominee. As mm-hmm. far as it as far as it goes, I mean, for 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 moderate or a large block of the Republicans. This is going to be one of the best nominees that Obama could have put forward. Right. It's just that what Obama's doing is calling out the far right Tea Party uh, extremists that have taken over the party right. and saying, well, they'll be obstructionists even over this guy. Which, if I read the article correctly, a lot of those far right guys in the past had said that they like this guy. Like, oh, he's a yeah. good guy. He's a good judge. You yeah. Know? In- including Orrin Hatch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that kind of th- throws it right in their face where Obama's like, hey, guess what? You know, this guy you liked before, why the fuck don't you like him now? Right. What's what changed? changed? Yeah. yeah. Right. It's because yep. you got a black man in the presidency. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's hell. calling out the hypocrisy. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I thought it was really interesting. And he does that very well. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, but the thing is, it's it's the perfect pick because nobody can argue against the credentials of of Garland. Right. I mean, he's well qualified. Right. Um, I mean, everything falls in line. Federal judge. So all it's going to do is highlight the obstructionism. It's the only thing it's going to do, and that's it's perfect. Yeah. the The other bit of news um, that I saw the other day was from our good friend uh, Kevin Swanson. We've we've highlighted some of his past antics. Uh, I think we played a fairly lengthy clip from the Rachel Maddow show. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a good friend of Ted Cruz. Uh, this guy is is all about bashing on the gay people, mm-hmm. and so I thought this would be a good little segue in because he's talking about Girl Scouts, and I know Mark, you've been trying to get a Boy Scouts troop here right. in Utah. So this comes to us from Right Wing Watch. the The title of the story is Cruz Aligned Pastor. Execute Girl Scout leaders for, quote, promoting homosexuality. <laughs> Kevin Swanson. Just shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> the pastor courted by Ted Cruz, who has repeatedly called for the execution of gay people, including just minutes before speaking with Cruz at an event last November in Iowa, dedicated a radio program last week to attacking the Girl Scouts for supporting women's and LGBT rights, saying that the group's leaders are worthy of death. Swanson, who has spent years calling for a boycott of Girl Scouts cookies and accusing the organization of promoting communism and turning girls into lesbians, said that Girl Scout leaders have violated Jesus' teaching that it would be better for someone to have a millstone hung around their neck and thrown into the sea rather than cause a child to sin. Cool. I got my dictator merit badge. (laughs) Uh, This instruction, Swanson said, should be applied literally. After criticizing the Girl Scouts because it, quote, promotes lesbianism, end quote, and movies like Harry Potter and How to Train Your Dragon that that feature, quote, homosexual mentors provided to little boys, end quote. Wait. Yeah. Are there are there homosexual mentors in Harry Potter or How to Train Your Dragon? Well, so in Harry Potter, uh, J.K. Rowling has since come out and said that. Uh, oh, Dumbledore, Dumbledore is gay. Oh, okay, but that wasn't in the original books. Well, say, it just right? wasn't really mentioned. Right, yeah. right. Or, yeah. Um, and apparently, I haven't seen How to Train Your Dragon. I did. But really? apparently, and I don't think yeah, it was in the first one. Work. I think it was in the second one that one uh, of the people uh, in that is gay or something. I don't know. Well, the whole okay. thing is it's a young kid that's weak. And there's a bunch of 
burly men and he's trying to fit in with them and he's got a dragon that's also deformed so he gives it a new tail so yeah. fight so is he is he just jealous that he didn't have a bunch of bears teaching him how to be or what right. is that what's is it well i don't know is it like a, a homoerotic film or <laughs> not really <laughs> i mean it's... anyway okay well that's weird uh, I mean, there's some there's some weird thing about super extreme religious people christians and harry potter the, because of the wizardry though right yeah, yeah. But that's apparently not it this time. Well, we've got a couple of clips here from Swanson. Um, let's let's see what he has to say about this. I'm sure it's going to be lovely. Yeah. Let's I'm see sure. if my eyes will bleed. On the Generations Radio Broadcast. Well, not eyes, it's not such uplifting music there at the beginning of his yeah, little clip. Here. Out here in these plains of Colorado, and it came in louder than I thought it would. Stand against the Girl Scouts, <laughs> against all of the political pushback, and of course the pushback. pushback. That's that's the primary form of persecution you get these days, and you probably lose a fair number of friends. You don't gain friends, certainly. Overexposing the Girl Scouts, it is, it's an American icon. That's one reason why people aren't going to be all that impressed with you taking something of a stand against an organization. That uh, promotes lesbianism and oh, abortion no. and contraception for fourteen-year-old girls. We also took what? a stand against How to Train Your Dragon and I Harry Potter for the homosexual mentors provided to little boys, and we felt that was sort of a bad deal bringing back the Greek gymnasium oh, vision. We didn't particularly like that, and uh, we raised some concerns about that. Of course, you don't gain friends doing this kind of thing. I, I know that. I, I know your ministry is not going to do well. This is not how you build the mega church. But friends, I don't care. I really don't care. Yeah, well, I love how they always do. say that. I, I don't care about yeah. doing what's right. Pride is affected. And w- when we take the hits as an organization, very, very difficult. And it's nice to move product and gain listeners and so forth. But yeah, I understand you don't gain much ground when you take on American icons. But we take Matthew 18, 6 seriously, friends. It's our Lord Jesus Christ. He said it in no uncertain terms. If somebody offends one of these little ones who believes in me, it would be better for him that a millstone be hanged around his neck and he'd okay, be drowned so at the bottom of the sea. Issue. The mafia treatment. This is one of Jesus' most serious statements ever made in all of his ministry. Jesus, and that I, loving hippie. I gotta take yes. that seriously that Jesus means it when he says, if you offend one of these little ones. I thought Jesus was a loving you guy. You make the wrong choices in terms of their pay, yeah, their that's, training. That's how he's promoted. And, and you uh, set them before how to train your dragon mentors who happen to be homosexual. <laughs> I just want to say, obviously, he he's straw manning. But, but oh, more, yeah. more than that, he's he's applied his own specific interpretation to the Bible verse that he, as anybody does, right. to, to the verse he read. And assuming that, that, that Jesus meant homosexuality. Yet... I could just as easily take that that quote about harming little children and apply it to the Catholic Church and the Mormon Church and the right. you know all the pedophiles like and and say yeah I think that's much much worse than having a a, a, a role model who also happens to be homosexual um, but yet he's just decided that that's what it means and then that means that now we've got to go kill everybody because Jesus said it oh, that's I want to say it's yeah. fucking stupid yep. That's what they all do. They all twist the Bible around to any damn thing they want to. Yeah. And that's why it works so well for them. Right. Yeah. Well, that's why it works for everybody. And yeah. that's, that's why all 41,000 sects can agree on, on what the Bible means. Right. Yep. <laughs> and if I may say, being a person who's seen How to Train Your Dragon, because I like watching kids' movies when I work, there's nothing better to do to fall asleep to. Usually you get entertained and end up staying up watching the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> watching but the when whole... you're saying that it being trained by gay men, it's, they're like, they're like Vikings in the movie. 
And it's the women With do Scottish the accents. women work and the men do the men stuff and they fight and stuff. So it's like that's they're just doing that patriarchal role type thing in it of the old times. So it's not it's a bunch of gay men. I mean, how'd the kid get there? They're not teaching them how to pick right. out fabric and how to no. hang drapes. You know? <laughs> they're, they're, they're teaching the kid how to go into an arena and fight dragons. <laughs> yeah, and no, no gay person would ever be able to do that. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Let's, let's see what else he's got to say. All right. When we take the hits as an organization, very, very difficult. And it's nice to move product and gain listeners and so forth. But yeah, I understand you don't gain much ground when you take on American icons. But we take Matthew 18, 6 seriously, friends. It's our Lord Jesus Christ. He said it in no uncertain terms. If somebody offends one of these little ones who believes in me, it would be better for him that a millstone be hanged around his neck and he be ground at the bottom of the sea. The mafia treatment. This is the mafia treatment coming from Jesus. Serious statements ever made in all of his ministry, and I just I I gotta take that seriously. That Jesus means it when he says, "If you offend one of these little ones, and when you make the wrong choices in terms of their paideia, their training." And you set them before how to train your dragon mentors who happen to be homosexuals or movies that promote homosexuality or organizations that <laughs> promote homosexuality. When you offend one of these little ones that believes in me, it would be better for you that a millstone be hanged around your neck and you be drowned at the bottom of the sea. Those are serious words, Steve. I'm glad he cleared that up. Yeah. 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 Jesus says that if you do anything that may harm a child you should be murdered i right. would love a cup of homosexuality <laughs> <laughs> sounds good sounds delightful maybe it was just a little bit of earl gray with it yeah, <laughs> yeah some extra cream yeah <laughs> <laughs> to put semen in the homosexuality <laughs> and you got to take him seriously if you believe or that black. jesus christ is god He's the very source of truth, and he means what he says. you got to take what he says, and you have to apply it. And, and the reason for what that is, you don't take your truth. what is he saying? These little children into sin. you got to go and You're kill training people. training them yeah. in uh, unbiblical lifestyle and things like that. that. That affects generations, which is what we've seen in America. And that's, I mean, we've seen this throughout the world as well. But that, that's why he's so really? serious. Children are very trusting and very moldable. You need to train them in the truth, not in the lie. I we want agree. to challenge yeah. parents on this radio program not to give your 14-year-old girls abortifacients and contraceptives, but rather bring them up in the nurture and the admonition what? of the Lord. Don't train your little girls to be feminists. Train, train them to be housewives and homemakers. Yeah. Don't give them abortifacients or birth control. Yeah. Your 13 and 14 year old girls. Right. If yep. they get pregnant, you fucking force them to yeah, carry they that fucking baby. fucking have it. And, and I guarantee he's right wing, which means that we're going to make sure they have absolutely no way to take care of that baby after it's born. You just have to fucking have it. Right. Yeah. So well, I, can I, can I get food, Sam? Nope. We're going to cut all that shit. Can I get housing? Nope. We're cutting all that shit. You just have to fucking have it. Well, that's going to be a great life. Perfect. So awesome. <laughs> great. What's, you know what? Hey, you're the one that believes in Jesus. Can't he take care of all this shit? So are they're, they're attacking, uh, Star Trek now? Uh, apparently because he also goes on to say that the Girl Scouts are defender, are defenders 
of the gay board. Oh, the gay board. The gay the, this, board. This is a much smaller clip here. Resistance <laughs> is this, is this only for lesbians? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm picturing square box. Given that. How about resistance <laughs> is fabulous? Nice. <laughs> 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 well, and I'm thankful, given that, that Franklin Graham has finally come out against the Girl Scouts. Now, back in October of 2013, we took a stand against the Girl Scouts. And we took our lumps for it. We certainly did. The blowback came from Christians, non-Christians, homosexuals, practically every corner. We had slam articles from the New York Daily News, International Business Times, Huffington Post, and so on. And by the way, they're still on the Internet. If you just simply search oh, really? Pastor yeah, that's, that's what happens with the Internet on Google, <laughs> you'll find 10 entries for Kevin Swanson, and then all the way down at the bottom, one for Franklin Graham. Wow. So... He's so much better than Franklin Graham, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Well, as far as we know, there are two pastors in America that have stood out against the Girl Scouts on the issue of their supporting lesbianism, abortion, <laughs> other things. And now Franklin Graham stepped out, and he's taking a courageous stand. Of course, now he's being persecuted by the gay board. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh. He's being so brave in picking on this on this minority. Out group. Right. Yeah. How fucking right. brave is this guy? Yeah. And I've never seen Girl Scouts sitting on the corner trying to sell coat hangers yet. Yeah. <sighs> no. So you'll see a couple of the homosexual <laughs> outlets going up against Franklin Graham. So I'm just thankful that finally another Protestant leader is willing to stand up against this American icon. Yeah, finally. Finally, yeah, yeah. someone yeah. is is really standing up to those awful gay people. And this this they've had their way in this country for far too long. Yeah. Yep. And 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 not only that, but this country has just been longing for a Christian voice to come out some from somewhere. <laughs> yeah, really. We just don't sure. have enough of those. No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nobody's heard of Jesus. <laughs> that has been used as a tool of the left for, for many, many decades. And that's, that's good news. Ah, the gay Borg. The gay Borg, I love it. <laughs> and, and the gay community has just been used as a tool of the left for what, so long. Yeah, what yeah, gay yeah, person yeah. would get into one of those cubes? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> they don't They don't like boxes. No. <laughs> they look like closets. Exactly. <laughs> well, they're just so tacky. Uh, I know. <laughs> the lighting. No way. <laughs> There's the total lack of color. I mean, yeah. everything is drab. Everything is green and black. <laughs> no. Un unless they have Ju Judy Garland in there. Except it would make a great dungeon. <laughs> that's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> All right, so... think that. So that kind of leads us into one of the things that Restore Our Humanity has been trying to do, which is get a scout troop here. How's, mm -hmm. how's that going? Uh, we have still never received a response or an answer from them from whom from the scouts they have not uh, denied from the BSA right okay. the BSA they have not denied or accepted our application however just no response at we've all we've got some good news yeah Mr. Rick Barnes who was the head of the Great Salt Lake Council mm. unexpectedly resigned about three weeks ago ah oh that is good and there is a new leader in the uh, the local uh, chapter here now and we're going to go talk to him so if they don't if they don't Give you a response? Does the does it just remain sort of pending in yeah, perpetuity? Exactly. Yes. Uh, okay, so it's it's strategic, right? 
Is, is it, there no way to hurry that along or to force them to act or anything? Well, we hope to. Uh, we're going to go talk to this new guy. Apparently, he seems to be pretty reasonable from what we've uh, learned so far. Oh, yeah? And he, he's not LDS. Oh, well, he's then not. he's Sorry. probably more reasonable. Just How did he get that, that position? Uh, I think it came down from the national office. Wow, very good. Huh. And yeah. you had some pretty big names on that petition that was co-signing or... or yes, or Jackie Biskupski, yeah. Ralph Becker, Sim Gill. Ben McAdams, uh, Rabbi Levinsky. All of the local rabble-rousers? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Nice. So just no word from them at all? No word from them, mm-hmm. no. When when did you submit the application? Uh, September. Last September. So over six months ago. Jeez. Right. Six months and just absolutely no reply. No, right. We, in fact, well, they actually had us resubmit the application because they changed some of the policies because of our application. Hmm. They made us promise that we would talk about God. Uh, and I said, you know, quite frankly, what we will do is do it better than you, because we yeah. will educate our scouts about all the gods, yeah. all the religions. <laughs> We're not going to just take one religion and shove it down their throats. Uh-huh. Uh, we will respect all religions, and we will teach our scouts how to respect all religions. That's interesting. I wonder and, I wonder about the Boy Scouts Charter, because I yeah. know that you have to have an affirming faith or belief in God, right. but they don't. Say I don't know one. that they necessarily say the Christian God they, or no, no, the no. biblical God or anything they like don't. that. It's and just the, in and God, the new policy. Right? They just said that, that that's an important part of the scouting. And not where I grew up. We were good with that. We said, sure. Yeah, absolutely. We will. We will do that. It's like, didn't you see on our thing? We have a member of the Jewish community on it. All right. Like, that's a religion. <laughs> well, <laughs> well no, and, I, and I know part of the part of the scout pledge is is an oath to God or whatever. A, a but, to God, right. But yeah. it doesn't necessarily say the Christian God. It just says the right. God. Right. It's right. it's this uh, myopic view of what religion is. And kind it's kind of Masonic. And that's yeah, it, it, it was written with with Christianity in mind. But I don't think it specifically says Christianity. Right in there, and when you look at what's going on in this country right now with the division between Christians and Muslims, for instance, mm. what if we took uh, these group of young people and and taught them what Muslims are really about and sure. who they really are, and sure. you stop this rift? Yep, I think yeah, that's the great. guys that learn about all religions, learn how to respect all religions, are the ones that's going to to in the future stop this crap from happening. Yeah, at at, at least have some sort of an understanding of where somebody else is coming from, which right. goes an awfully long way. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, may, it, maybe not respect fully, but I mean, at least there's that understanding where now yeah, it's right. just, they're in complete dark. It's just they're in complete Mormonism dark. is true. It's the only one. It's it, they don't even look into Joseph Smith's history. And then, right. so, so in that sense, everyone else has to be wrong. And they accept and anything that is shoved down their throats. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's a way to humanize the, yes, the the right. other, right? Yeah. right? I mean, just just as the gay community and, and other uh, minority groups have done is, you know, it's it's much harder to hate somebody in an out group as soon as you know somebody in that out. Right. Group. right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. That's how the gay community has gotten to where we are today is because mm-hmm. we came out of the shadows and mm-hmm. out of the closets, and people got to know us, and that's how it works. And if everybody could do that with religions, with churches, with even the non-believers and atheists, mm-hmm. and that would be something that I would insist on with our scout troop, is you've got to learn how to respect the non-believers as well, because mm-hmm. if you can't respect them, they can't respect you, yeah. and nothing is going to happen, and nothing is going to change. Mm-hmm. And I have, I don't know, I have a hunch that if we started talking about the non-believers, we would bring more yeah. more of them over. Yeah. Could be, yeah. I think I, think I made the comment on here, I don't know if I did or not, but... 
I said before that I've got a family member who's rather religious and likes to <laughs> comment back at me every once in a while. But she I asked know me, who you're talking about. <laughs> she asked me once, did you ever did you ever read the Bible? I took I responded back to her. I'm like, well, yes, I've 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 read most of the Bible, and by the way, I also have a Quran. Uh, <laughs> I've read a bunch of parts of the Book of Mormon. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've got a Bible. I've got the digital version of the King James Bible. Uh, I've read parts of, I've, I've read what I've could on the internet about Scientology. I've read some stuff into Buddhism and stuff. So yeah, I've, I've kind of looked at a whole bunch of religions and you only ask me about if I've read the Bible. Yeah. So right. maybe you need to read more books to yeah. get a better understanding. Yeah. Have you, Have read, you anything read anything about else? the Bible? But, yeah. Yeah. Right. And lately I've been, Getting into Sumerian cultures and looking stuff up on that. Oh, Sumerian. Yeah. Sorry, I, I thought you said some Marian. Sumerian. Sumerian. I'm unfamiliar people. with this. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, there's a bunch of Marian cultures, and I'm just looking into some of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so let's so let's back it up a little bit. Um, for for our listeners who may not be acquainted with you, what what who are you and what what do you do? What are you most famous for? What have you done that's <laughs> super cool badass. and awesome? Why do we love you so much? Um, yeah, go, <laughs> ready, go. Your antidepressants are kicking out. I don't know. No, uh, restore humanity. Uh, we originally formed. We're a group of all volunteers. We don't get paid. We don't get salaries. We have no money in the bank. We're just a bunch of dedicated people who don't like the way shit's happening. So we we gathered together the first time in, in July of 2012. We uh, hired the lawyers and brought in plaintiffs and overturned Utah's Amendment 3, which was the ban on same-sex marriage in Utah. Yay! Which, which of course, was well before the Supreme Court decision. It was. I, right. I would almost say it was a catalyst. It yeah, was, yeah, in, a was, lar- in large part. It was mm-hmm. heavily cited in, in Obergefell, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we brought marriage equality. We were the 17th state. I'm sorry, the 18th state in the United States. Uh, for an 18-day period, we had mar- marriage equality here in Utah. But how many of those other states were as red as Utah? Uh, what we, uh, we affected the whole 10th circuit. So that included Utah, Colorado, Wyoming, Oklahoma, and Kansas. Ooh, a lot of red states. Yes. Yeah. Oklahoma was not happy about Neither it. Neither was no, Kansas. No, they're still yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> after that was done, after, after we completed, uh, that, it got done about two years earlier, earlier than we expected <laughs> it to be. We did not disband. We thought, well, let's want to do some other stuff. So we are still working. We, we worked really hard last year on the uh, World Congress of Families event mm-hmm. that was here in Utah. Did a lot of public education on them to show that they are a hate group. And it turns out that since they are just an anti-LGBT hate group, it's okay. And they were embraced by our governor. Yeah. By the church, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they were Herbert. welcomed here. And we could see some of the results of that. Uh, the LDS Church came out with that new policy. Within hours after the World Congress of Families left Salt Lake City, the new policy saying kids of LGBT parents cannot be uh, baptized members into the church. Right. Now, personally, I thought that was good, but... It hurt a lot of people. Well, I mean, it'll it'll definitely drive more people away from the church, mm-hmm. which is and it did. good, but and it did. but it, but the harm that it causes in the meantime is is really sad and heartbreaking. Well, it is, yes. but you know what? To me, in my eyes, it's no different than walking away from any other addiction. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. an addiction, and mm-hmm. people are walking away from it, and they're recovering. Yeah. Um, I do know that that was a result of the World Congress of Families. The LDS Church is very tied to these people, very mm-hmm. close to them. And they got a lot of criticism during the World Congress of Families event because of the church's uh, 
previous stance last year of their participation mm-hmm. in SB 296, which is the non-discrimination ordinance. And this is why the church came out with that policy. Well, it was. And it was, it was a make nice with the World Congress and all of their hate groups. And it was within a week or two after the World Congress left that they actually made that announcement, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. Actually, it was within hours. Hours? Like okay. Same week. And we know that that was a result of, of the World Congress of Families. And so this is just a small example of the kind of influence this organization has. Uh, they're held responsible for a lot of what's going on in Russia now, the mm-hmm. Russian laws. They're, they've been very heavily involved in that. Uganda as well, too. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Pre- uh, Scott Lively, Pastor Scott Lively. Mm-hmm. He's very heavily c- closely tied mm-hmm. with the World Congress of Families. They deny it, but the evidence is there. Staggering. Yes. Yeah. So in the early days of my research with them, when I started looking at, at who they were, the first thing I discovered is they didn't have the brains to uh, – to buy and reserve their own domain name on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so if you go Jeff, onto the internet, Jeff you Bush. look at their website, and it's, uh, I think, worldcongress.org. But if you look at the natural domain name, worldcongressoffamilies.org, what you see is an exact duplicate of their website, only the content is different. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, if you click on the button that says... Uh, about our people and then staff. You'll see one link that's highlighted, and that is uh, Larry uh, Larry Jacobs. You click that on, and you see a picture of his mugshot and his arrest record in South Carolina <laughs> last June for credit card fraud. Oh wow, that's amazing! So there are some two hundred, well, one hundred forty articles listed on the website on that one that from different various organizations that kind of expose them for who and what they are. So it's so, just sitting out there on the internet. Where cooking. did this website come from? I I bought it. And, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a result of about a year's worth of research. Yeah. Oh. And uh, I've offered it to them for sale. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I've said, you know, I'll sell you your own domain name if you'd like. You make a nice big... Well, a donation of $55,000 to my organization, and it's yours. <laughs> they haven't responded. Uh, <laughs> but I have sent that copies of that website out to some of their allies, and, and they've re- I also own the, you know, the worldcongressoffamilies.org, the email domain. Mm. So I send out emails from Larry at worldcongressoffamilies.org. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. And I got one back from FRC. Larry, are you sure you want us to see this? <laughs> <laughs> this this doesn't seem uh, very helpful to your cause right. at all. Uh, and that's right. Family Research Council, right? Yes. yes. Which is, which is uh, part of the umbrella. Of, yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Tony, Tony Perkins. And uh, yes. So anyway, uh, that's kind of where the initiative that we're doing right now started. Um, <laughs> so good. The BSA and, and not accepting our application and stuff kind of got me to thinking that these people are doing nothing more than promoting this mythology and the lies that gay people are somehow a threat to kids when mm-hmm. we're not. Mm-hmm. So I started, I decided I was going to go out and go after the, the BSA and prove that the sexual abuse cases that have happened here in Utah with the BSA were good, upstanding Mormon fathers. Mm-hmm. And priesthood holders and husbands and the gay people are not responsible for these attacks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I started talking to survivors, survivors groups, uh, doctors and uh, institutions and discovered something that I really, I'd heard rumors about it, but I had no idea how big it is. The fact that there is systemic, ritualistic, intergenerational sex abuse occurring in the LDS church. Mm. And I started talking to people and it's staggering. It's absolutely staggering what has been going on all of these years in the LDS Church. 
And it doesn't just happen in, in isolated homes. It happens in entire communities. And like I said, it's intergenerational. I've started talking to people in, in Arizona, people up in, in the, Northwest, the, the Northwest, and uh, it all came to light. And we realized that we had a new project on our hands. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just just as a point of clarity, we're, we're not um, talking about the – at least exclusively about the um, polygamous colonies, which are so often wrapped up in these kinds of – Right. Of uh, – no, this we're is, not actually right. And, so this is widespread mainstream, mainstream, mainstream LDS, and I am convinced that this has been going on since the inception of the church. Yeah, well, I'm, I'd, yeah, yeah I'd, if, I don't if, think any of us would be surprised to hear that. I think we would. I think we probably don't have an, an appreciation or understanding of the breadth and depth of it. But. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're really trying to follow closely the example of Joseph Smith, how could you avoid it? Exactly. I mean, the man, the man was a, a con man and a sexual predator, and he brought this into the organization from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I have no doubt that it has always been there, and it has been brought up all through the ranks. I think it is part of the culture, and it is part of the church. It's just not talked about. Yeah, so so this brings us to to an, the the latest initiative that mm-hmm. Restore Our Humanity is has undertaken. What we are doing right now is is we are seeking and reaching out to survivors who have been uh, sexually abused within the ranks of the LDS Church, primarily looking for people who have reported the sex abuse to officials and the LDS Church, and it has been covered up and hidden. We are starting to find out that there's a huge number of people that fit into this category, and they're starting to come forward now. Uh, we want people to understand that what we are creating here is a safe place for them, because what we find more than anything else is these people are isolated. Mm-hmm. They feel alone. Sure. They are being ostracized. They are being made into the bad guys. They're being victimized. And this is how the LDS Church deals with it. And this is how they are taught to deal with it. And this is how they're trained to deal with it. There's a 24-hour hotline at the church's law firm, a, a church that owns the biggest law yeah. firm in the state, of oh, course. Sure. Jeez. People from all over the world, Mormon officials, uh, stake presidents, mission presidents, when they have a case of sexual abuse brought to their attention, they call this hotline. The hotline is set up there to protect the church. Well, the hotline goes... It goes to McConkie and, and uh, whatever the law firm's name is there. So it doesn't go to a, to a high-ranking church official. No, it goes to, goes to a law the lawyer. Firm. Their the legal law firm. counsel. The their law firm counsel. is called McConkie? Ma- no, I, I, you know, I, I, I oh, keep okay. blocking the name of the law firm. I cannot remember that. I was going to say that's yeah. got to be connected then to Bruce. Bruce R.? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. What is the name of there? I, I blocked. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, but anyway, well, we'll have to look that up. They are instructed as to what to do to protect the church, not the victim, not but the, the victim, church. the church. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Sure. Now, what the church is doing now is they handle all of these cases on a case by case basis, which is very easy for them to do. There are law firms all over. There are a lot of them up in the Pacific Northwest. This is all they specialize in. Mm. And they like to handle it on a case-by-case basis because it never ends up in court. The right. church comes in and settles it. There's a settlement paid, and then they, they sign a hush contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's wrong. But that's what they do. They have money set aside in their budget every year for hush money. Just to settle these Just cases. Just to settle these yeah. cases. Well, and, I, and I'm, sure that, I'm sure that people would say, um, you know, that the, the, the church would 
would be justified in setting that aside, not because they are aware that sexual abuse is going on, but because they're aware that people will try to bring these kinds of cases against them right? Um, just to discredit the, the organization. So it's actually exactly. just wise. Exactly. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I, I kind of did some reading uh, about a month back, and the only case I could find where it had proof that the LDS church paid someone out, uh, it was in like the early 90s, and it was a $3 million payment that was settled out of court to the family. Right. Of of one family. There's a, a video that's going around on YouTube a couple of weeks ago that you guys may have seen by a man named Ron Karen. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how his six-year-old daughter was molested by Mickelson, who was the general authority of the LDS Church, mm-hmm. and his experience. Now, he makes a lot of allegations, but he has backup evidence and proof for everything. I've heard the sound clips. I've spoken to him on the phone. He's well, I think even clips. in the video, he plays a couple of the yeah, sound yeah, clips yeah. of phone yeah, calls, right? right? Right. His story is not unusual. And I've heard at least three more just like it. And and these stories go all the way up to the general authorities. And it seems to what happens is the pattern that we're seeing here is is if somebody is reported as is is committing these crimes of sexual abuse, they're promoted up into the church and the victim is ostracized and pushed away. Because somehow it was their fault that it they were victimized initially. Exactly. So they're they're victimized initially, and then they're made a victim again right. through this process where they try to alert the authorities and, and church officials exactly. and, and are told that it's their fault that they were victimized and in the, the first place. And the church officials are trained with that. Well, this is your fault. You are not going to go out and hurt this family. This is a good family. They don't deserve to be hurt, so you just keep this quiet. As if the person who was who was sexually victimized somehow deserved yeah. it exactly. or is less deserving of recompense or, or having this problem solved for them than the person that, that made them a victim. And this is what makes it even worse because these are victims who are going to what they think are trusted people. Mm -hmm. These are their spiritual leaders. These are their church leaders. And they are turning around and making them into the bad guy. And that just compounds it. There are studies that have been done here in Utah and, and some of the people that I have worked with that show that right now child sex abuse is the number one health concern in the United States because of all of the, the wide consequences that it brings. It brings more consequences than anything else. I mean, we've got oh, yeah. drug abuse. Yeah. And you've got spousal abuse. We've got all kinds of abuses. but And a continuing abuse, cycle of sexual abuse from these yeah. Yes, and sex abuse, it, it brings on all kinds of health issues, mental health issues, substance abuse issues, and it compounds and, it's, and it goes on and on and on. And it is a huge social problem. And you've got an organization like the LDS Church that knows it's there, and all they do is bury it and hide it. Yeah, and you've got Utah legislature, the, the Utah the legislature thing. who who does the same thing. Exactly. And instead of focusing on on this as a problem, they say that porn is, is an yeah. epidemic. Right. <laughs> well, you know what they have done in in their vast wisdom is uh, they have expanded the statutes of limitations, but you can only go after the perpetrator. You cannot go after the organization yeah. that protects and hides the perpetrator. So, so this would be like. I mean, if, if we, if we draw a parallel to the Catholic Church, this uh-huh. would be like the Utah legislature saying, you can't go after the Catholic Church, you can only go after the individual priest. Right. Yes. Right. That's fucking horseshit. Yes. And they just expanded that, the statute of limitations, and that's how a victim can go all the way back. 
They're up there patting themselves on the back and making themselves into heroes. But it was a fight to get that. It was. It was a huge fight. And they shouldn't have been. The Ann Tilton and and, uh, Representative Ivory are the ones who worked on it, and and it was a huge thing. But it still protects the organizations. Mm -hmm. So that's why we will go out of the state. We're not going to screw around with Utah state laws. Oh, yeah? Now, so what we're doing is we're forming this organization where we want to bring in survivors. We want to give them a safe place for, number one, they will be believed. They don't have to prove anything. We want them to feel safe, that we want them to come in and tell their stories. We will videotape them and put their stories up, which is what most people want to do. Yeah, if they want that, of course. I'm sure some of the victims don't don't want to. Some of them do. There are a lot of people that just want to talk about it. Yeah. And then we're going to bring in our legal team to inform them of what their victims' rights are. And we have a very, very creative legal team that is going to blow the lid off this. Oh, yeah. Now, it's really premature to start talking about lawsuits right now because we don't have a case. We're not going to build a case just to have a lawsuit. That's not going to happen. But what we're going to be looking at is is the patterns and what has been going on. And this won't be a, a case that could be settled. It's going to be something that is going to involve a lot of people. And the more people that we can get in, the more evidence that we can get in, the better it's going to be. So this is what we're we're hoping for right now. And this is what we're trying to do now is let people who are isolated, who are injured, who are hurt out there, who feel alone, we need to find a way to get the word out to them that we're here for them. And uh, we've got to stop this. Mm-hmm. It's it's got to end. Uh, so you, so you say that you're that uh, restore that restore yeah. is going to be there for the victims. What uh, yes. what services are you offering? We are uh, we're putting together a lot of volunteers right now, but we're going to have counseling. We're going to have some therapists come in to people who want to, who wish to, can talk to. We want LDS to therapists, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a lot of volunteer therapists. Actually, I think mm-hmm. we've got three or four right now that have come forward, and we've got some support groups that want to help us out, too. And this is at no charge to no charge the victims? No charge to them at oh, all. Oh, that's amazing. Um, we, if we can do, afford it with, uh, with our limited funding, want to take our team and our volunteers and get them through some courses and get them trained on how to deal with and handle and help these, these survivors. We want to provide them with the resources that they need. But that's where we're at right now is we're, we're looking for the help in getting that done. Our number one priority is to give these people a safe place to go. They can go onto our website and fill out a form there in the system. We have a forum, a web forum that only mm-hmm. they can get into. Mm. That's good. They can come in and talk. And the number one thing, the, the, the primary thing we want these people to know is they will believe they're be believed. They, we believe them. Right, right. That is a uh, actually a resolution they passed up at the uh, the uh, Senate last year, up at the House last year. I don't remember which it was, but start by believing. Mm-hmm. Nobody will be questioned. Mm-hmm. Nobody will have to prove anything. We will take anybody who has been a victim at any time. We don't care what the time range is. Anybody who has been a victim of sexual abuse by a trusted individual representing the LDS Church or the Boy Scouts of America. We want to talk to them, and we want them to know that we have this support system in place for them. These people are injured. They are hurt. Mm -hmm. They are damaged. They need to know there is a path out. We have some therapists who have some really unique treatments, and uh, we have some answers for them, and we have some resources available for them. And the first thing we're going to guarantee them is their anonymity and their safety. Mm -hmm. A lot of these people are not safe. Right. Some of these people have to be quiet. We need them to know that they've got a safe place to go. 
and we will do everything in our mm-hmm. power to take care of them. I admire everything you're doing, man. It's that's got to be some heavy stuff. I mean, hearing hearing these types of stories mm-hmm. from so many people. We have a 24 hour hotline that people can call, and I've got the hotline right now. People call and they call and they just talk and talk and talk. Just getting it off their chest, getting I'm sure, is is just just that simple act. I'm sure yeah. is a huge relief mm-hmm. for them. Yeah, and you hear the same stories. It's the same patterns, so you know that it's coming down from the top. Uh, I've spoken to Ron Karen in length. And that's the guy with the, the video the guy that we were with talking the video about. Earlier, talking yeah. about. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And they all have the same patterns. And it's, it's, it's disturbing. It really is. Um, but I can tell you that my team, we are more committed to this than anything. I mean, this is more important to us than Kitchen was. Um, Karen Chris, who is on my team, she's a, a licensed therapist, and this is her specialty. And we've got a lot of people that are coming in and coming aboard. We're creating an army. <laughs> we really are. There is an army of support moving in. Uh, Good. And so far, it's been absolutely overwhelming. We have an event coming up on April the 6th. We're not sponsoring it. Uh, Dan Tilton of uh, Talk to a Survivor. She's a survivor. She has a survivor support group. Is one who is producing the spotlight event at Salt Lake City Main Library on August the 6th. August, April the 6th. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have the people, if you've seen the film Spotlight, you, Great movie. you remember the Snap? They're mm-hmm. going to be here. Snap people will be here. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Yes. Mm. Uh, and that's the Survivors uh, uh, Survivors Network. Network. Uh, for those of abused by priests or yes, something, something like, like that. that. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, but you remember, I think his name was... Uh, so I'm on my head. Anyway, he will be here. The guy who actually started Snap, you saw him portrayed in, in the, the movie. movie. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. He will be here. Uh, we're going to have a, a, a discussion panel. It'll include uh, Salt Lake City's Mayor Jackie Biskupski, the Salt Lake Police Department, all kinds of support organizations. And it's going to be a really, really good event. And we would like to encourage anybody who has any questions about this to, to come. It's free. It's free to the public. And we will be there. And talking about what we're going to be doing and, and what's going on with us. And uh, this is where it all starts. Yeah. We've got to just let people know that we're here. Mm-hmm. So you said that's April 6th. April so 6th. three weeks from now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the Salt Lake City Library, main library on 4th South in the auditorium. And at what time? Six o'clock. Six o'clock. Mm-hmm. That's when things will kick off, and you'll have a little panel discussion and everything. Right. And then, and then you're showing the spotlight movie. We're showing the spotlight movie. Yes. Salt Lake. Uh, Film, whatever they are. <laughs> Salt Lake Film Society? Salt Lake Film Society owns yeah. rights to it, and they, they're going to uh, to give that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's great. Yeah, Spotlight, I, I went and saw that, and it definitely deserved every award that yeah. it won this year and yeah. more. Yeah. It was it was a really powerful film. Me and a, a few of our board members went and saw it, and I walked out. I was, I was crying. I, 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 I bought it. I, I looked at Karen, and I said... Are you sure we want to do this? Yeah. It has so many parallels yeah. to what we will be going through here in Utah. The Catholic Church had the same power and influence in Boston that the LDS Church has oh, here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it shows you're going up the big guys. But when we see this and we see... It has been done. It has been done. And I'm not afraid. <laughs> uh <laughs> Well, and wouldn't it be We're great? on the right side. We're telling the truth. Yeah. yeah. Well, and wouldn't it be great if we had some great uh investigative... Reporters left like like they had at the Boston like they had Globe. at the Globe. Yeah. Yeah. You know the print print media is is a dying resource mm-hmm. where you don't have these investigative report right or these investigative reports or reporters we for have a whole take, lot of things anymore. We have taken this story to the media and they are not interested in anything until there is a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know you know what's I mean. 
print media is on the decline, but you know what's on the incline? Podcasts. Podcasting yeah, and social Facebook. media. Yes, right. exactly. And that's yeah. where we're getting this story out right now. Right. And so. Right. And that's what we're counting on too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, we have an article going into the Tribune, uh, probably next week, but it's a sponsored article. We have to pay for it. Ah. And how ridiculous is that? I mean, it, yeah. it's, it's sad that you don't, that, you know, that we as a public have put so little value into investigative reporting yep. and, and people and, and organizations spending the time and resources right. necessary to, to report and expose this type of abuse. Right. I think I think that's it's, that's yeah. a tragedy. It's a sad state. Yes, it is. It really is. Um, we're going to be putting this article into the trib as a sponsored article to get the word out because we can't get the media's attention. Mm-hmm. Now, Fox 13, our great allies, I love those folks. <laughs> love that. They did an article on it. Oh, yeah. When we first yeah. launched this initiative, Fox 13 followed up and we did a story. Hmm. But nobody else is interested in it until there's... Big controversy, like there is. Well, well, yeah, they don't. They don't want to find the facts by themselves. Right. They want to just report it, right? right? And that's right. I mean, that it's good that they're at least doing that. But I miss the days when you had investigative journalists going yeah. out and getting the scoop and reporting to the rest of us what was actually going on. Not not having to have citizen journalists go out and do all of the investigative work right. themselves and give that to the media to to, you know, increase the voice and reach that that any of these news right. and you know doing it for free. The people yeah. are out there. I mean the Tribune uncovered the swallow thing. Yeah. That yeah. was investigative journalism and that was really, really good. But it's not the norm. And it should be. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what journalists are. Well Yeah, and that's decreasing we see that decreasing all yeah. over the place. I just had an idea pop in my head wow look at that no you didn't (laughs) (laughs) this sounds like something that vice news would cover perfect perfectly i like i like vice for a lot of their investigative stuff and they i think they do a lot of really good work they cover really really big things and they cover really really small things they cover everything in between you're saying propose something to vice and see if they'll cover it just call vice and say hey we got this going on just call them up well, I saw them on Vice get News. Get that last fucker week. on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> they did a, a report with Bikers for Bernie last week. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. following Harley riders that were Bernie supporters trying to get out the vote. <laughs> hmm. They do a lot of different. Like they have their thing on HBO, but they also have a huge presence on uh, YouTube and Twitter and Facebook. And they've got their own website. And they got their own website. The they, they do a whole day, bunch yeah. of, of other news things. They got the written p- things. They got their video things. But their thing is, I would say they're kind of more of a little bit of our modern investigative news reporter yeah. that gets right in with the people mm-hmm. and goes, "This here, you can see for yourself. This is exactly what's going on." We would. It would. It would be so great to get somebody from a news source to follow the story all along. I mean, we would sit them down with yeah. Victims, yeah. with with some of our survivors, let them tell their story, and make it a continuous, ongoing thing as it moves along. Because we don't know where this is going to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just, just. I just want to. I just want to. I, I think I understand what your position is, but just from a survivor's perspective, I just want to mm-hmm. draw a very clear line that people who are calling the hotline and telling their stories are mm-hmm. there. They're going to get support and not necessarily be the people who are involved in any of the lawsuits exactly. or any of the yeah. public uh, situation at all. Exactly. Right? They, they're, so that's they're, they're going to get the support. Those are two separate things. Yes. Yes. It's their okay. option. It will be up to the legal team to go in and talk to people and find out if they might have something that would be uh, a, a, actionable in a, in a courtroom. Mm-hmm. 
And there are so many. I mean, I think it, it gets all complicated. It gets incredibly complicated mm-hmm. because every state has different statute of limitations mm-hmm. and every federal mm-hmm. court has, has different laws. So the legal team will go through and talk to all of the survivors. But this is something that's very important. Even if they can't qualify, say if we, if we were to assemble a large class action lawsuit and if one person is not qualified for that class action lawsuit, their testimony could be invaluable because it could show patterns Mm -hmm. and they would still have an opportunity to get on a court stand and tell their story because that would be one of the first things we would want to prove in a court of law is these are patterns that have gone Mm -hmm. on for years Mm -hmm. well and in the meantime they they would have that means of support that's being provided exactly we're standing right there and we also want people to know if they have accepted a financial agreement from the lds church hush money and signed a contract a contract that is signed to cover up the commission of a crime is not valid or not legal. Right. So that's it's really I didn't yeah. Know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. We uh-huh. will be sending. And if somebody called them on that, if somebody received a settlement and they signed a piece of paper, come forward, talk to us. If they got called into a courtroom, we will be standing there next to them, and we will have all of the media out in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see somebody try to enforce that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There so, are so many opportunities here for people to come forward and to heal. Um, what about what about the people who have been affected, um, who need that support group, but don't want the public attention? They don't want to sit on the stand. They don't want to absolutely publicize. Absolutely their story. not. No, no, no. We will guarantee their anonymity mm-hmm. and their wishes. Okay. We are going to have uh, meeting places for them, and we're not going to up, uh, publicly advertise those. The okay. people, all they have to do is go onto our website. We have a form. You push the big yellow survivors button. There's a form they can fill out. They get into our system. That, those people are, that's confidential information and it's an encrypted database. Mm. The only people that have access to that database is our legal team and two people, including me. There are mm-hmm. three people, including me on my staff and it's all encrypted. Nobody can get to it. That is the first thing. I'm, we, not, I'm not trying to take away from your legal case, but I think that's right. a vital thing to for, let them know that yeah. you can survive forward. To know. Absolutely, yeah. yes. And we will have, like I said, we will have, uh, if, for those who want to come forward, who want to be public, who want to tell their stories, which I am finding out is the majority of the people mm. yeah. who oh, want good. to tell their stories, we'll put them in front of a camera. Mm-hmm. And we will put their stories out there for them. That's amazing. And to let them know that when they go in front of that camera, if they want their face... Or the we'll boys disguise, them. disguise we'll, and they don't want to be recognized. Exactly. That's an option out yes. there for them, too. We just want them to start healing. We want them to know there's a path to healing. There have been, well, the people I'm talking to, Dan Tilton, was, uh, was talked to a survivor and, and some of these other organizations are out there. We're talking to people at the Rape uh, Recovery Crisis Center, uh, Department of Family Services. All of these organizations are willing to help us. Uh, we have people on our team who are in the legal field. The doctor who used to be in charge of the child sexual abuse clinic up at the primary children's hospital, she is now in Penn State cleaning up after Jerry mm. Sandusky. Oh, brother. She's, hey. on our, she's on our team. Awesome. And we have people coming in from all over. Donna, uh, Donna Kelly, do you know who Donna Kelly is? She's Kate Kelly's mother. Mm-hmm. Oh. She's oh. a sex abuse prosecutor. Oh, wow. Wow. We have all these people coming in That's to help awesome. us. And, and for those unfamiliar, Kate Kelly is the uh, uh, Mormon blogger and uh, she's women's the, rights activist, yes, women's who, rights activist who, who was fighting for women in the LDS church to be able to hold the priesthood. 
and was excommunicated mm-hmm. from right. the LDS Church for for being a rabble rouser. Right. And she's still being a rabble rouser, and which is can, awesome. And you yeah. can see why when you meet her mother. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Incredible people. We have yeah. some yeah. incredible people coming out to helping us, and they're contacting us daily. Uh, so we're very excited about this. So our only problem right now, and then this is where I'm going to get really, really like, into the gravel here. We're an all-volunteer organization. And as of like the three, last three months, I am my, myself personally $5,000 that I have paid in to restore humanity, keep our expenses, things mm-hmm. running. We don't have big donors, which is why we can do what we do. We are not beholding to anybody. We don't have mm-hmm. big donors. This is why we can do this kind of So you would not see Equality Utah doing this. You wouldn't, you wouldn't see, see Equality Utah doing a whole no. lot of shit, shit that they no. should be doing. So oh, we're the shit. guys that get to go out and do the stuff that <laughs> no, everybody else is too scared to do. But we can't yep. continue to do this out of my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> right. We need support from the community. We need the community to know that we will take this just as far as they want us to, but we've got to have the support. Mm-hmm. The, the, the sponsored newspaper article is costing me $1,400. Oh, jeez. Wow. Oh, but mm-hmm. we don't have the money in the bank. We have a neat little program. It's called Friends of Humanity on our website. We ask people to make a pledge of $5 a month for one year. But how can I come up with $5 five, a month? Five bucks a month. <laughs> and we're, we're going to have a big-ass party for our Friends of Humanity uh, people probably in January. But we've got to have the support from the community. We can't yeah. do this alone. And yeah. I know a lot of people are like, well, this is great what you're doing. It's great what you're doing. But I can't afford to keep writing out these checks. I mean, yeah, you need that some is financial serious. help. This yeah. is cutting into my drugs and hookers money. <laughs> <laughs> We're all consenting, <laughs> but it does uh, it does raise a serious point, though. I mean, if if somebody out there listening, you know, thinks this is important stuff, they could put down one coffee a month, one coffee and month. send that in to help rape victims. You know, we have organizations like HRC that come in here every year and walk out of here with tens of thousands of dollars in donations. Mm -hmm. Why do people give money to them when we're the guys that are doing the work? Right. Yeah. Right. And here we are. I'm, like I said, 5,000 bucks in the last three months is what I have committed to paying uh, Restore Humanity's bills. The guy who is most responsible that. for bringing marriage equality to Utah and several other states and, I, I and, almost, and making it one of the judgments that was used in the Supreme Court and, case yes, to get set, it passed nationally. Setting right. precedent for the whole United States, which, by the way, uh, beat Australia oh. <laughs> in terms of uh, marriage equality. So I, I, was, go, I, I would almost say that if it wasn't for the case here in Utah, it would not have been brought to the Supreme Court as fast yeah. as it did. No, that's that's what I mean. It made, I so I would almost go as far to say if it wasn't for you, Mr. Mark Lawrence, marriage equality in Utah would not be here in the United States. Or United States. Yeah. yeah. So thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. I mean, but seriously, you know, you're one of my heroes. A lot man. of good yeah, it's sure. done. Huh? <laughs> well, it's done a lot of good. There's yeah, no doubt about that's that. That's true. Yeah. It uh, has done. You, you, know, you have just, made so many other people's lives happy. Like I said, I just I, we're more committed to this than we were with that, and yeah. this is so important. But we do need to have. To, we need to have the community behind us. Well, you went yeah. from making people's lives happy to bringing people's lives back on track now. Yes. Mm-hmm. And next, we're going to make make it so people could get divorced and then be happy again. <laughs> 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 I finally met my the first couple a couple weeks ago. They're getting a divorce from December the 13th. One oh, wow. couple. Oh, wow. Wow. And and uh, that's it. Yeah, that I thought that's pretty damn good. Yeah, that's not what yeah. I expected. Yeah, I mean, all that's irrelevant to me because you know 
it's it's a right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they have the right, right to right. get married. Uh, right. Everyone has the right to get married and divorced. And, it, you know, it doesn't, right. all of that stuff should just be humans can do this thing. Right. You know, so it doesn't really matter. And but. humans should have a right for, uh, to be able to heal. Yeah. The yeah. People and the people that need to heal from this cannot move forward until there is somebody held accountable. And there's some, some redress. There's got to be something. This is where it's got to start. So we have to take these people who have been injured. And we've got to start with, okay, we're going to go to the people who are responsible for this, and we've got to let that be known. And uh, I can guarantee you, with if we get the support and we keep rolling this thing, it's going to be huge. It's mm-hmm. going to make Spotlight look like a Sunday school picnic. <laughs> and I, I honestly yeah. think that if you get the people to come forward and make them realize in a way that... It, it's, it is difficult to come forward. It is difficult to tell these stories. It is difficult to relive the memories. Right. But by you coming forward and, and doing that, it might possibly help save another generation exactly. of people from having to go through the exact same thing That's you That's the whole thing. We are, we're challenging the Mormon church. They came out with this statement a couple of weeks ago saying they are the gold standard in protecting children. Uh, Horseshit. That's how we met Matt Long, our attorney. Oh, yeah? <laughs> he made the same. He said, what? Bullshit. <laughs> um, but we're challenging them. You can become the gold standard. Let us work with you. We have people that want to come forward and help teach them how to do background checks on every one of those perverts who comes in in contact with their children. They've got to stop this crap with bishops interviewing young teenagers in their offices with the doors locked talking about masturbation. For Christ's sakes, that's sick. Yeah, and untrained, unlicensed lay lay people interviewing Interviewing, children about their sexual what, desires and what and, kind of a parent would allow their child yeah. to go through that if that parent isn't somebody who is completely brainwashed yeah. and completely well, I've, 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 completely I've, uh, ignorant of uh, the types I, of abuses yeah. that come right. with that kind of power i have a, a a woman and and she told me it's okay to talk about this a young woman in west valley city spoke to me i think she was about 23 years old her husband left her because he finally realized he was gay and he left the family, but unfortunately, he wasn't supporting the family. She got into financial straits. She had three kids. But she went to her bishop to just to get help paying the rent. She couldn't pay the rent. She uh-huh. was on the verge of being evicted. Uh-huh. She went to her bishop and said, I need help paying the rent. And it cost her two blowjobs. The bishop got up and locked the door, and she had to give him a blowjob, and then another one later. I, I, another young That's lady, fuck, another just, young lady just, that I spoke to, she says uh, the, the bishop's son was molesting her from the time she was 15, 16, and 17. By the time she got the guts to go to the bishop, the boy's father, and told him about it, he says, well, you should be thankful for my son choosing you to be one Mm. of his celestial wives. Mm. God damn it! Oh, man. But guys, this is rampant. Yeah. (laughs) These are not isolated instances. Yeah. uh, Well, and I also also want to add, too, for people who may not know, um, members of LDS Ward's stakes and, and, and part of the church it, it's it's a it's a routine situation that when people come into financial uh distress that they can go to the bishop and ask right. for help from the tithe fund that they've been paying into right. without the expectation of sexual favors yeah uh, of course right. um so that that's a particularly agree i mean that's hopefully all that's the general way that it's i, I wonder well, sure. i wonder how many good lds folks would feel about knowing that their tithing money is being paid for to hush up people it's, it's being paid as hush money yeah and being paid as legal yeah. fees yeah to or, cover up sex abuse or or to pay for basically 
victimizing and, and yeah. victimizing and hiding. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, and well, that's that's I mean, another like, reason why this whole this whole thing has to come from within the church and from outside the church. Well, like I the said, the biggest I think, response that, that that these victims are hearing from their family members also. You'll go to the, uh, a, a, girl, a young woman will go to her her mother, and the mother's response is. Well, it isn't up to you to judge. That's up to God. So no. you just you just forget about it. Mm. I you hear that over uh, over. That makes me fucking ragey. Yeah. Can you believe this? I- so if somebody does want to forego their diet coke or their coffee for one day out of the month and support mm-hmm. the uh, the victims of that would be systemic rape. Right. Where where can they do that? It's on our website, <laughs> um, restoreourhumanity.org. Hmm. There's a great big gold button on the front page that says Friends of Humanity. Our Friends of Humanity is just this program, five bucks a month for 12 months. And probably in January, we'll have a big party for our friends. Yeah, Tracy yeah. and I are both both we, did the yes, friends of, Europe, of humanity yes. and um, and actually at the time I think I just donated all of the money up front because <laughs> I'm sure that you can use the money now right, right, right. versus the the five dollars right. a month from me and and you know I'm sure we'll be making more of a contribution coming up. We as don't well, so. we don't have salaries. We don't pay. We don't even have an office. Yeah, and people uh, don't have to would, limit their donations to you no, to five dollars a month. <laughs> no, they don't. No, no, <laughs> no, no. no. Um, we meet in coffee shops. We meet in each other's living rooms. We meet at the library. Our expenses are very, very uh, few. So, but overhead so, is low. Overhead is really low. And it's so only all like I said. Money. It's only fifteen dollars a month. Who can't afford that? Five dollars a month. Oh, five. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. then that's that's but fifteen. But fifteen dollars a month is great. Yeah. <laughs> but we will have an event uh, probably, like I said, in January. We will have some prizes for some of our uh, our people and. And it's it's humanity. I mean, it supports us yeah. what we're doing. Yeah. And we we need to have we need to have the community behind us. It's the only way that we can do it. So definitely, yeah. And uh, and not just in in word and and well wishes and everything. Right. You need the financial support and of the community. Likes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You need the right. financial support we of the do. community to continue we doing do. the work that you're and doing. And we will guarantee that that the money absolutely 100 percent of it goes towards the cause. Mm-hmm. We there are some courses that I would love to take my train my my uh, my board and my volunteers. To, but there's one that's fantastic. It's a 40-hour course. It's $240. We've got one of our people on our board taking the course right now. She's blown away by the information she's getting. Mm-hmm. I want to take all of my people. Is it $240 a person? Yes. Oh, okay. But it's a 40-hour course on how to help these victims. There's another course that I want to put all my people through. It's called Stewardships of, uh, Stewards of Children, mm-hmm. and it teaches us how to spot children who may be victims of sex abuse. This is 30 bucks a person, but this is money that comes out of our pockets. That's yeah. nothing. Yeah. yeah. That's nothing. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we want, we want to, we, and, and like I said, the media thing, that's, that's 1400 mm-hmm. bucks. We, we need to get the word out and it's expensive. And we've got some great people out there that are willing to help us, but we can only do what we can do. I think we have $800 in our checking account right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we're pretty transparent. Uh, yeah. We're arguing right now on, on whether to buy a software license for, uh, web, uh, conferencing. It's 240 bucks. We're going, wow, we can't afford that. Uh, but it, it would just make it a lot easier. It was just if we knew that we had the community behind us. Yeah. That, yeah. that makes a huge. I mean, difference. every, t- every time you drive by that guy with the cardboard sign and you're right. trying to wonder, oh, is he going to spend it on drugs or alcohol or whatever, which is like, 
I always give it to him anyway because mm-hmm. that's what I was going to spend it on. But still, <laughs> you, you, really? you, feel, you, feel, you feel bad about it or whatever. And you're like, should I give to this United Way or whatever it is? I don't know what they're going to do with their money. Right. How about rape victims for five bucks right. and the whole rest of the month? You feel great about it. And I'm not supposed to say this. For five measly fucking five dollars. Five bucks. Yeah. I'm not $15. supposed to say this. It's only 25 bucks. <laughs> I will get chewed 50 out. 50 bucks a month is Uh-oh. all that you need to do. <laughs> Mark's got a secret. I, I will get chewed out by my communications director, but this is going to fuck up the Mormon church. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's another incident. Hey, I know a lot of our listeners support Bernie. Don't Bernie this, right? Yeah. Go out and do it this time. <laughs> Show up, yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah. And what if people want to volunteer to help out? Absolutely. To work phone on, call lines. On our, web, on our website as well. It, just follow the yellow button. There's a, a yellow bar at the bottom that says select. You can either uh, fill out the, the survivor's form or the volunteers form. And we need all the volunteers we can get. We have a 24-hour hotline that has to be manned all the time. And we're going to train the volunteers how to, to, to work with this. It's all recorded. Volunteers will help us with the intake. And just help us out. And nobody has to be trained. You don't have to be a professional or an expert, just somebody who cares. Mm. And we're, we need all the volunteers that we can get. We've got about, I think, about seven or eight volunteers working with us right now. Very cool. But we expect us to get big. As, yeah. as, if, as if we, when we move forward, we could have thousands of survivors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not going to be limited to Utah. This could be something that is going to be huge. Just, well, yeah, I mean, the LDS like church isn't, isn't only here in Utah. They're, you know, what I'm they're worldwide, right? And, yeah. I'm, and I'm sure that they get complaints about this kind of thing up happening Pacific, worldwide. For some reason, up in the Pacific Northwest, it's an enormous problem up there. Really? There are law firms that specialize in this up there. Hmm. One of the, the biggest factors we're looking at is the Mormon Missionary Program. That's where most of the calls from the hotline come from. Oh, to um, the to the attorney's office yes, or whatever? Yes. And we need hmm. to get the word out to the world that when the Mormon missionaries come up and knock on people's doors, their kids are in danger. Yeah. That hmm. needs to get out there. Yeah. And we do this by promoting this and by talking about it and getting it out there. Well, and so earlier you said that you're you're not looking to pursue this legally in Utah. Mm-hmm. I can I can hazard a guess as to why. Mm-hmm. But uh, do you do you have any definitive reason why or or mostly uh, the Utah laws? Yeah, the Utah laws would be too difficult to maneuver around. And then if we take it out of the state and take it into the federal law scene, they don't care about Utah laws, right? Yeah, and there are uh, federal laws that will be very beneficial and helpful in 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 cases like this. Well, well, and and my guess would have been that you know the LDS Church has so much power here locally that, that I'm sure that would only complicate matters that is, as well. You're not that even is, allowed to prosecute them? That is yeah. also uh, something that we have heard a lot about. Uh, Ron Karen in his discourse, talks about uh, when the Salt Lake City Police Department called him or called up his father-in-law, Mickelson, and they were laughing and making jokes about it. I've seen that video and heard yeah. the audio that, yeah. that's in there where the the detective who calls to, to speak to this general authority is like, yeah, I'm sure this didn't happen. You didn't do this. This is just a formality. Right. I'm just calling to get this off here. But I have to ask, right. did you sexually abuse somebody? Of course you didn't, but I just have to hear it from yeah. you. Right. Right. Yeah, it's disturbing. That kind of horseshit. Yeah, that is. And there are people I would like to talk to and find out if that really is the case. Yeah. Maybe uh, yeah. Uh, Chief Burbank, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Well, yeah. yeah. I know people that work for Davis County Sheriff's and have said that they pulled people over for speeding and traffic violations and have had the person, the first thing come out of their window 
is there, you know, card saying I'm an upstanding Mormon. This guy's their not temple recommend their te- temple, re- temple recommend card. Ah. And this guy said, like, no, I need your driver's license. And they keep trying to hand their temple recommend card to him. It's like, no, I don't care about that because mm. right. they're expecting to have a Mormon officer pull them over and let them go. I'm yeah. wondering if, if uh. this thing that we're doing might start some kind of an investigation into, into that. the police force being the police and government officials yeah. and mm-hmm. political officials mm-hmm. being influenced here by the church and how just how far does their influence go couldn't and, hurt and well we know they're influenced by the church oh, of right. most of the legislature is lds right w- uh, a much higher percentage than is representative of the state exactly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. 15 guys have more power than the whole state yeah. has right and it's like 90 something percent mormon and then the state on average is like 60 you know, what I envision here, and somebody asked me, what, what is it exactly that you hope to see out of all of this? And I said, well, for one thing, you know, the big, the most phallic architectural symbol in the world, <laughs> <laughs> the Mormon church office building with the two big balls. Uh-huh, in the- uh-huh. yeah. I want to see that thing go limp and flaccid. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I, I, I told. Oh, well, jet fuel doesn't burn that hot. I told, I told, I told the attorney, I said, I want to see a for sale sign up in front of the City Creek Mall. Yeah. yeah. Um, they've got to come, they, they have got to, uh, to answer for this. They have yeah. absolutely got to answer yeah. for this. And, and like I said, this happens in communities. Go down to communities like Manti and, and Beaver and some of these other outlying little Mormon communities. Mm-hmm. This shit's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, people complain about the FLDS. <laughs> right. The Mormons wrote the book on this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, there's a pretty good argument to, to, to make for the polygamous compounds actually following Joseph Smith better than mainstream Mormonism. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I mean, so. I was going to say. The whole polygamy thing being only a spiritual. Yeah. Uh, yeah, now. following, they, they following they the original. They don't practice church, it physically yeah. yet. Right. But when yeah. you die, you get to, yeah. And then every woman is dependent completely upon their husband to right. either make it to heaven or to get their own planet or whatever. So, but what is it with this, the whole sci-fi this untalked about this hidden agenda that, that says that it is a father's responsibility to deflower his daughter? Wow, I can't even, I, I can't even, can't even. It, it's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. going well, meta. That's what I, was, I was just going to say, like when you when you said earlier that this has possibly been going on since the the birth of the Mormon religion. What eighteen thirty was it? No, it was, I thought it was like forty five or something like that. When they no, that's when they came out here. It was eighteen thirty something when they wrote the book. And then they came out the west. Yeah, you had 40s. the rocks and the hat. And stuff, yeah. yeah. But I mean, with each generation, people seeing it going on and seeing it being accepted would just mean each generation would keep getting worse. Like, oh, it's accepted. I can do that. And no one talking about it and you're getting worse and worse and worse. So if the epidemic isn't stopped now, it's only going to progressively get worse and be more right. prevalent in the yeah. communities as time goes on. Hey, well, well, yeah. If, if anyone has their doubts, Mormonism was bad enough to be kicked out of Missouri. <laughs> and, okay. <laughs> so, well, they had to flee all the way out of the continental United States or the, right, the territori- territorial United States at the time. But that's right. what I'm Mexico. saying. It right. was too bad even for Missouri. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we, we talked about spotlight uh-huh. and the, you know, everybody is, is pretty well aware of the rampant sexual abuse that happens within the Catholic church. Mm-hmm. You know, even the Pope has said that it's X percent of priests are 
pedophiles or pederasts and, well, and abuse people. Well, again. Right. <laughs> well, I looked it up. And it was, we want to fuck up Ryan. <laughs> it was it was four percent is the reported from them. That's your, that's self reporting. That's yeah, from self reporting them because from they're them. not required to report to actual law. So the self reported that came from them was four percent of clergy have committed rape or sexual sexual deviance so, so those of you self-reporting yeah from, so those of you who know f- who know a hundred priests four of them are probably rapists and, right and, and child say, rapists and are willing to admit it, it yeah, well right. or they have been caught and they're willing that they're will the church is willing to admit have done it so they're not ones that are currently being shifted around the country not really punish them or necessarily even get rid of them or, or strip them of their t- clergy title but you know, tell them that they were bad for doing yeah. that and shouldn't do it anymore. And we're going to move you somewhere else to a whole fresh new pool of victims. Yeah. And it's also uh, something I'd like to point out, too, is out of all of our survivors that have come forward now, 70% of them are women. I guess that makes sense because women have absolutely no power in the LDS church. Right. I mean, in the Catholic church, you have nuns who teach in schools and provide a lot of counseling and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but in the lds church you really don't at all i mean women women counsel and help other women within the church but they don't really have any power no they they help them with recipes for funeral potatoes and jello salad yeah oh yeah green green jello right quilting yeah the relief society right yeah so i know it's early on in the process and and you're still Hearing more stories, more more awful stories all of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any indication of of the types of numbers that we're looking at? Or uh, it's going to continue to grow as we move forward, and it's the word gets out there, and as the media picks it up, if they do, we uh, anticipate a lot more people will come forward after it. It really gets uh, going full swing, but we don't. Like I said, now we we cannot create a case just to have a lawsuit. And so our primary focus right now is to get the survivors groups together and get the support systems in place. It's not an easy thing for people to do. They go to that form, and even the form on our website is intimidating. And, I'm sure. And people, they're looking at it. We're getting a lot of hits on the website, and they are looking at the form, but it takes them a while before they actually sit down and fill it out and, it's, and come it's into scary. it. It's scary. It is scary. Yes, absolutely. So we want to try to get past that. So what we're hoping is to gather our, our The survivors we've got now, we have our first survivors meeting in a couple of weeks. Get them together and and, and, and let them see what this is really all about. And then hopefully they will bring in more and more people will come in. It's going to be a long and a slow process. We don't have any expectations, but we will continue to take this just as far as we can, as long as we can. And like I said, that's why we need community support, too. We're absolutely committed to this. As I said earlier, you're, you honestly are one of my heroes. I think, <laughs> and I, I'm not, I mean, I appreciate you coming on the show. I think you're a great guy and everything, but really, I really look up to you and the, and the work that you do. Well, this is by, and the work of Restore Our Humanity. This is my third time on the show, so. It I, is. I, I've, I've got a moving van out in front. <laughs> <laughs> no, and we, and we really appreciate you coming yeah. on here and, and. I appreciate the opportunity to talk because I just love you guys. You're just, uh, well, thank you, and we're more than happy to try to try to help you guys out no, and, and help spread the word for sure. Great. Well, come to the come to the showing, the viewing of, of Spotlight on the sixth. It's so April sixth at six o'clock at uh-huh. Salt Lake Library. Salt Lake Library. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing you're going to be in the in the main auditorium there. Yes, yeah, and that's where Dave was, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah, that's where yeah, Dave Silverman was. was. Right. Cool. So you know exactly where to go this time. Yeah, this time. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody, go to restoreourhumanity.org. 
click on the Friends of Humanity button, set up set up a monthly donation for at least five dollars a month. You know you can afford mm-hmm. more than that. If if five dollars is all you can afford, then then please do that. If you Absolutely. can't afford more, please do that as well. You know where that five dollar idea came from? Huh? It was from from Kitchen when we started Kitchen v. Herbert, mm. and it was after Shelby Friday, and um, George Decay put out a tweet. Said, look what they're uh-huh. doing in Utah. And we started getting some donations from all over the country on just before Christmas. A tweet from George Decay? Yeah. Wow. And I saw one donation that came in and it was five bucks. And that oh, was cool. Five oh, bucks. My. And I looked it up and the guy that sent the donation was in some unpronounceable town in West Virginia. Hmm. And he put down in his occupation that he was off disability, but he wanted to be part of it. Hmm. Oh, nice. That's awesome. And hmm. you know, that five bucks was probably his food for the day. Sure. That sure. he wanted to be part of what we were doing. And that touched me a lot. Oh, yeah. And this is where we come up with this. We, we had a campaign we called One for Five, One for Five Dollars during Kitchen. And we can do what we need to do with those kind of donations if mm-hmm. we just get enough people Just a, just a grass, grassroots movement? It's grassroots, exactly. Yep. Just a couple of bucks? As long as I am the director of Restore Humanity, we will never collect a salary. Yeah. Because... That just wrecks it all. That's yeah, yeah. That's when you you move into a different category, and that's that's not what we want. That's not what we're about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The top ten percent of the top one percent. <laughs> yeah. No, but seriously, you could find you could find this in your couch cushions. You know, right. dig yeah. through that, figure it out, come up with five bucks, send it to restore our humanity. It's for rape victims, mm-hmm. taking down the LDS Church. At least bringing them down a peg, right? I mean, because or at least making insane. them admit what they've been doing wrong, right? Yeah. Which, yeah, yeah, they're no better than any other religious organization yeah. out no, there as far as right. the types of abuses and that occur. Didn't they yeah. say a few weeks ago that you shouldn't air your dirty laundry? Well, guess what? Right, it's time to put your dirty laundry on yeah. your fucking. Well, I mean, you've been hiding we're it long enough, we're so we're going through your underwear laundry basket. hanging up all yeah. around Tom Temple Square. Yeah, yeah. been washed out. Guess <laughs> that. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> We should get all the Exmo- Exmos to put up all their garments. Put up all their garments. Well, yeah, it sounds like that amazing. <laughs> it sounds like that was a preemptive, hey, don't don't talk about us. Yeah. Yep. Which is horseshit. We have a lot in- to hide from the world, and we expect you to hide it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And everyone's complied so far. Right. Yeah, so fall in line. So uh, Lauren Elise McNamara, who was mm-hmm. the organizer of uh, the mass resignation, which mm-hmm. is close to 6,000 people from mm-hmm. what I understand. She's on our board. Awesome. She's working with us. We've got staff our board up. We've got an advisory board. So we've got a lot of great people coming in now. Yeah, I met and chatted with her really briefly at the at the resignation. resignation she seems yeah. very cool. Yeah. Yeah. She was conducting the uh conference call tonight that nobody could see. <laughs> <laughs> that you had to miss to appear no, on the show. We oh, we appreciate right. it. That's- so April sixth, mm-hmm. Salt Lake City Public Library. Come and see Spotlight. Here's some good speakers. Yeah. Right. Meet Mark Lawrence, the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> Go out to restoreourhumanity.org. And bring $5 with you. Yeah. Yeah. Bring bring money to the event. Donate there. And and I think we've agreed that we will be there. We'll shift around our recording schedule so that we can be in attendance that yeah. evening. I, I might have a, a, an idea in the back of my brains right now on how to get some recording <laughs> there, too, on the move. Okay. Oh, so shit. I'll talk to you guys about that afterwards. He's got okay. more stuff coming in his head there, huh? It, my <laughs> stuff comes... <laughs> Lots some, of stuff just explodes in Ryan's oh. brain. No, no, not... Exp- I like I like coming in his head. <laughs> That's better. I've had a lot of stuff shoot through my earlobe and into my brain during the show <laughs> that will have to be talked about afterwards because it's it's... Maybe some other actions to take. <laughs> ah. 
I'm excited to hear about them. <laughs> He's so bad. In fact, I'm not going to stand up right now. <laughs> I have a book you can hold. <laughs> so I think we'll we'll probably end here. On, uh, well, I got I got, I got one thing we can talk about at the end. Let me okay. th- let me throw this in real quick because I just got I've been my son's been texting me yeah? because the Patriots just signed somebody from the Bears, a tight end. Doesn't matter who. Yeah, I thought we don't talk football on the show. Shut up. And so, <laughs> no, but no, it gets good. Though, believe me. So uh, we're talking about that a little bit, and then I'm like, who do the Bears even have? Because they've gotten rid of Forte, they got rid of yeah. Martavis Bennett, all that stuff. And I'm like, who do they even have? They're going to be shit. And of course, they have Jay Cutler, that high paid quarterback. Oh yeah, because he's all terrific. Money. Yeah, right. And so Brandon sends. He switched the L and the T, or I'd autocorrected, and he sent Coulter. <laughs> and he goes, oh, sorry, I meant Cutler. Coulter is the name for Thomas Monson. Oh! <laughs> Which I thought was pretty clever. I thought he a, said they got a new tight nice. end. For a 14-year-old. <laughs> so Cutler's a tight end now? <laughs> no. Anyway. Okay, maybe I missed the joke there. Yeah, I think you did. You're asking like, all the wrong questions. I'm like, Cutler's, Cutler's a quarterback. <laughs> so, do you have another thought coming in your head? Well, I got a, I got a, I got one last article we can end on here. Okay. Perfect. Which is semi good news compared to what we're talking about here. In Pennsylvania, religious leaders were just charged with sexual abuse of more than 80 children. Right. Whoa. Now, here's the kicker on this story. This was a uh Franciscan religious order uh and the guy that actually committed the charges had committed suicide by stabbing himself in the heart. Awesome. Now, four other men knew that he was doing this. They were conspirators. That he was stabbing in himself it. in the heart? Or? No, that oh. knew that this man was convicting, convicting these acts. Not awesome. Those no, four men yeah. are the ones that just got charged. Ah. Awesome. So that goes not, to show for not, a, for not reporting, reporting it. it. Yeah. Good. Right. So that Good. there goes to show a precedent of abetting. people in a religious sect that weren't actually committing the acts themselves, but knew it was going on, yeah. knew the person was doing it, and now finally getting charged for not and, stopping well, it. And this is the number one problem in this. Is mm-hmm. these, um, the vast majority is going reported. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's that's the case with standard rape situations right. or sexual assault. It's exactly regardless. The same. Right. But when you get when you get to a, a, a religious situation where they're untouchable, I right. imagine it's even it's is exaggerated by I don't know how many. Yeah, and then when you have the police that are on their side and all yeah. the officials and right. everything, like it's just it's Orwellian. Well, yeah. e- even in this case. Uh, Kane, the guy, I think he was the judge in this one, was quoted as saying, these men turned a blind eye to innocent children mm-hmm. they were trusted to protect. Mm-hmm. They were more concerned with protecting the image of the order. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yeah. More concerned what, with exactly protecting right. the organization than its and, victims. And that's what goes on in every single one of these cases that's of religious exactly institutions. exactly what these yep. cases are, protect the church. Yep. So. Right. And everybody involved a, in doing so should, that. should be yeah. fucking ashamed of themselves. Yeah. So to finally have a case where it wasn't the person that was committing the because he had committed suicide, because that basically proves guilt right there. Right. When you know yeah. something's coming at you and you know you're, usually when someone's pretty guilty of something and they don't want to go to jail for life. The, yeah. Sometimes they tend to off themselves. Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd be hesitant to use prove, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's I, a pretty I, I agree. It's, it's a good indication. It's a pretty a good sketchy, indicator, and, yeah, he, and sure. he was proved. He was proved guilty okay. of of, well, then of, that, okay. of molesting and raping these children. 
Yeah. But the fact that four men that complicitly knew he was doing it and did nothing to stop it mm-hmm. are now also convicted mm-hmm. of it. Awesome. I think Early that's charged. A, uh, I thought this was actually this. Oh, yeah. It was, no, no, it was charged. It was charged. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I mean, that's a step forward from what we're used to seeing. Oh, right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right. We're not used to seeing people that are being complicit in these acts even being talked about like no we're not going to bring up charges right well so i mean it's as, a step it's a step forward in the right direction yes it is yeah i mean and even at this point you know monson and and the pope are still pretty much untouchable right even though they're complicit well monson's untouchable because he's in bed and he's out of his mind but yeah but, well yeah he's a dead man walking i mean but right. the people surrounding him let's not make them untouchable right yeah right Let's make them. Yeah. How awesome would that be? And the way to to do that, that that kind of thing. The way to do that is go to restore our humanity and and pledge a measly donation of $50 a month. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That would be fantastic. (laughs) But you definitely should go out there and make a donation to them. Thank you very much. Seriously, it's only five bucks. Thank you very much for tuning in, everybody. As always, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash godlessrevolution. Send us an email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com. You can Twitter our twatter at TGR Podcast. Call or text us at 33081Rebel. That's 33081732353. You can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, and anywhere else where podcasts happen to reside. Be sure to oh. rate us uh, through your apps and tell your friends about the show. Yes. Yep. Yeah. See if they may like us. And want to listen to more of us <laughs> and our awesome guests like Mark. Thank you yeah. so much for coming on tonight, man. Thank I really you. appreciate it. Thank you. Definitely. Don't forget to go to RestoreHumanity.org. And I will be sure to put uh, links to yeah. Restore Our Humanity in the show notes as well. $5. So. <laughs> Matt will make you a song called $5 if you don't $5. Oh, no. no. Oh, no. <laughs> I was going to make a, a bad joke about that earlier and said, no, this is not the place to do that. <laughs> Well, you know, maybe if they didn't make their sandwiches with innuendo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. Let's get out of here. Uh, You guys guys didn't pick up on my autoerotic thing until I pointed it out last week. So, (laughs) What? (laughs) Did you expect me to? I don't know. Uh, Me? Yes. What? what No, no, maybe not you. What was it? Maybe not you. Um, What was it? You'll have to go and listen to the show again. (laughs) I was tired last week, so I wasn't picking up on a lot of jokes, probably. Uh, we also right. had a great time recording on Saturday with uh, Two Skeptical Chaps. Yes. I am in the process of editing that show, and we'll be releasing that shortly as a bonus-ode. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Those guys are really nice. Yeah, and they're yeah. very well informed on American politics. Yeah. Probably better than most Americans. Oh, definitely so. <laughs> probably not too surprisingly. Sadly, um, but not well, surprisingly. Yeah. Well, s- sadly, for a number, sad for a number of reasons that Americans aren't as well informed, but also because our politics right. affect them so greatly yes. that they have to take and right. you know concern with it. But yeah, well, um, Trump is proof to that that Americans are not well informed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And they're a little bit afraid of him. Yeah. In, yeah. In the UK, I, I think rightly so. The rest of the world. Yes, definitely. Oh well, and the rest of the, yeah. But I mean, we we just talked to you yeah. guys from London, yeah. but. Once again, thank you very much for joining us tonight, Mark. Thank Thank you you all out there for listening, and we will chat at you all next week. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. My lover's got humor. She's the giggle at a funeral. Knows everybody's disapproval. I should have worshipped her sooner. If the heavens ever did speak, she's the last true mouthpiece. Every Sunday's getting more bleak, a fresh boy. 
prison each week We were born sick, you heard them say it My church offers no absolutes She tells me worship in the bedroom The only heaven I'll be sent to Is when I'm alone with you I was born sick, but I love it Command me to be Thank you.